Welcome to the Intentifiers podcast. I'm your host, Jody Rye, bringing to you stories of intent from folks looking for more humanity in their workplaces through the lens of intentionality. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, Gavin. Thank you. It's so great to be here and to be talking with you and having a conversation. Yeah, same here. You know, we were chatting about the fact that uh, last time you and I were, um, I guess, connected, whether it be sort of in person or, or more regularly, was almost three years ago, right? It's wild. Three years. It just seemed like yesterday. Time, time's a funny thing. <laughs> Time is a funny thing. Like you... Yeah. And we hear that too, you know, in the different roles that we have around when you have kids and time flies or when yeah. you're, you know, busy or not busy and all those kinds of things. So yeah, three years ago, you and I met um, at an integral coaching uh, program course. And the one thing I, I, I will say that I, that really resonated for me was your energy. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but there was a, an activity we had to do where we had to look at, um, looking at ourselves at sort of in a metaphor type of way. And you had you had made a comment about how uh, you're an excited puppy dog, and that you just yes. sort of oh, like. Yes, yes, do you yes, remember yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I remember yes, thinking, I remember and I remember thinking, yeah, <laughs> he, he really nailed. He really nailed it because you know you and I didn't know each other, and I'm sitting across the room watching you explain this metaphor of yourself, and I'm like, yeah, dude, really, it has this passion, this energy, and this excitement. And so, you know, seeing uh, what you've been up to in the, in the coaching world um, has me excited to, to hear about your story of intent. And so I'm curious about um, where you'd like to start with that. Well, for me, for me, it's all about, um, I just love having people be their best. It's just so important for me, like, to inspire people to do whatever it is they want. Like, I tell people, I run a coaching business, is very successful. And what I tell my clients is, if I can do it, anyone can. And, and where that comes from is I, I, was, uh, I was born in England, and I moved to Canada when I was about six years old. And I remember um, sitting in grade one doing my math work. And I'm sitting there doing my math work. And out of the corner of my eye, I see my mom and Ms., uh, principal, Mr. Price. And they take me to the office, and they sit me down. And they're like, Gavin, you're falling a little bit behind in school. So that day, they take me down, and they put me back in the kindergarten. And that moment... You know, I go from grade one where you have recess, you have lunch, you have the big kids, big kids desk, to sitting on the ground playing with toys. And in that moment, I made a decision. Like, water's wet, rocks are hard. I made up a decision that, Gavin, you must be stupid. And my whole life, I live inside the story of I'm stupid. But the thing is, I actually was, I came across as like the nice guy. Right. So I did OK in school. I did, I did not bad. So people started relating to me like I was smart. Mm-hmm. And then the dilemma was, wow, people, I then became a fraud for myself because I had to I had to fake it. But who I was, was that I was stupid because of that one decision I made. And then everything was going all right. And then about, you know, high school happened. My grades started going around grade 11, grade 12. I graduated, you know, I, I just started smoking a lot of dope, drinking a lot. I got kicked out of college. But then in my early 20s, I, I did this course and I had this profound moment where I realized everything arises in language. Hmm. And, I, and I remember that day when I was in this course and I, and I first and it was the moment where I realized I made that decision when I was younger. Wow, you must be stupid. For, at that moment, first, I started to cry because I was so by it. But then I started to laugh because I got the absurdity of it. 
And what I do, yeah, the absolute absurdity. Like, I literally said something, and then I believed it. And it, it broke my whole life, got stuck in that. So what I do with my clients, I show them how to have breakthroughs in life, whether it's business, personal, whatever it is. We look at what story do you have about yourself? And then we deconstruct it and create a new story. And, I, and, and like I said, if I can do it anyway. So when you say that, is that a little bit of the, um, the, the six-year-old coming out when you say, if anyone can do it, I, I can do it because of the story that you initially had told yourself? Yeah, like it was so, it was so, um, like I said, it was so real for me that I thought I was stupid. Like it was just so real. We we have all these limiting beliefs. Now we all know we have limiting beliefs, right? We've all read it. We all know it. But it's one thing to know you have a limiting belief and it's another to actually discover your limiting belief, mm. right? So it's, there's, there's one thing to know, understand balance. You read a book about balance. You understand it conceptually. But when you get on a bike, you ride a bike and you discover balance. It's a different thing. I actually discovered for myself, um, wow, I made that up and I became free. And that's what I do with my clients. I have, I have different types of exercises, conversations where we begin to look at, look, when you were born, right, Jody, you were born. It's not like your parents are like, oh, look at Jody. She's so beautiful. Oh, by the way, she's going to be, you know, shy or this or that. Whatever we think we are. Mm. When we're born, we have infinite possibilities. But as we get older, language starts getting attached to us. And we, we buy into the language. Mm-hmm. Then we take actions consistent with the language. Then it becomes real. And then we get to be right about who we think we are. Yeah, you know. But I, you're not anyway. But what I find interesting about that is that the language that's internal. So our internal, yep. our internal voice. And then the titles and language that we hear from external. Because I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of born... Not not sort of. We're born pure with sort of nothing, right? I know that there's this yep. thing called imprints, like you're imprinted with certain things or there's certain things about your genes and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's the, lots of, you know, research and, and, and conversations that happen around our personalities. And from zero to seven, there's a lot of things that are, are, are happening for us as we develop, including our need for safety. And so like the sort of core psychological needs come into play at that point. And so it's interesting when you talk about the dialogue and the stories uh, for sure, there's internal ones, and then there's the external ones, kind of like labels, and whether we, yes. we, you know, we live up to those or we don't live up to them. Um, I have a question for you. You mentioned the a course, the course that you took. Would you mind sharing yeah. a little bit more about? Well, I'm curious about the course. Like, what was it? And um, yeah, if you could just share a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. So it's a, it's a, it was a, it's called Landmark. It's a three and a half day seminar. You, you inquire into what is it for a human being to be. Right, so it's an inquiry. See, in life, um, the biggest thing that I got out, out of this course and my training from Landmark was there is no innate meaning or answer to anything. Right, like in the sense of if you're constantly in an inquiry, not looking for an answer, but questioning things, you'll begin to discover things. Hmm. Like one of the things, and this is the the principles of all my coaching is. And the biggest thing I, I want to leave you know, your audience with and, and, and my clients and people that I coach is human beings, we try to fix ourselves. Like there's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. Now we have an internal, um, I like to call it a mechanism that's in survival. We have an aspect of us that needs to survive life. 
things come at us and we're in the fight or flight mode where you're, you're just surviving, we have an amygdala, right? And while we have an amygdala, the part of the brain is it invokes our fight or flight response, right? So if something in our environment is going to attack us, a long time ago when we were cavemen and cavewomen, we had real threats in our environment, like a bear was chasing us or, or whatever the case is, right? Now we don't have real threats, but we still have the amygdala. So the amygdala makes up fake threats. Why did that person look at me that way? What did she say that? Oh my God, there's all these things. Your partner looks at you a certain way. It kicks in. Now you can't get rid of that. That's trying to fix yourself. There's nothing to fix. What you want to do is bring awareness. To it. And the moment you bring awareness to it, you then get invented. You get created. You can create something new in that moment. So I can fix my stupid conversation. Kicks in. It never goes away. But now I have an opportunity every moment to choose. Do I honor, honor that stupid self or create a new way of being where it's bold and confident? Whatever it is. So how every you, moment I have a choice. So how do you, how, how have you done that? How have you done that for yourself? I'd love to hear about You have to notice it. Like, like for example, when you, when you, in this conversation, when you're like, okay, we're going to record now. At the beginning, my brain, I get nervous, mm. right? So I'm like, oh, crap, crap, you're stupid. Oh, my God, don't mess this up. There's all this stuff that starts kicking in. Oh my God, hopefully I don't say anything dumb on this podcast. Don't wait to stop and record. Oh my God, all this stuff. But in the moment when I notice it, oh, there, there, like I, I do like an internal practice. And this takes practice. I've over a decade of this. But in that moment, I noticed it. You bring awareness to it. Then I get to create something new mm. and step into it. So it's, it's almost in the like noticing of. it's in the noticing of. So yeah. in the noticing of. And so, you know, when we hear a lot about take some time to self-reflect. I even say, I even say that in my, in the beginning of the, of the podcast introduction around taking some time yeah. to reflect and intent. And I guess, you know, that sort of aha moment, as you described it in, in the course that you took, it, it, I feel like it's, it's so powerful to the extent where, uh, there's almost like, um, the self-reflection, but almost like self-love. Like everything you've yeah. been, you know, like even there's describing the amygdala and all that and what's wrong with you and the negative talk, you know, oftentimes, you, you know, even the idea of being nervous. I mean, I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I don't even think I'm recovering. I think I still am. And so, yeah, hundred percent, you know, it's your mechanism. Okay. It's the thing that kicks in. And, and the thing, that, um, the thing to say about that is it, look, you can do as many courses as you want, but if you don't create it in every single moment of your life, it doesn't matter. Look. I have to create for myself in every moment. Wow, I'm not I'm not that way. I get to create mm. a new way. I don't wake I don't wake up. Most of us, look, you wake up you wake up, but you don't want to get up. Right? Like, oh my God. Nah, nah. No, but then in the moment you have to generate and create your experience of life. Mm. See, I did that course and I had an insight. Now, if I just think I have an insight, it turns into, you know, they, they say yesterday's transformation is today's ego trip, right? Like just because you have a breakthrough, you have to constantly create in every moment in life. Mm. I have to constantly generate and create myself newly. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? It totally does. It, it, well, yeah. you, you had said something when we were sort of chatting before the recording around rewriting and, and sort of redefining. And so <laughs> it sounds like you're saying that it's not like a one-stop shop yeah, and exactly. a one-time thing. It's, a, it's an iterative, iterative process. Would that be fair to say? Yep. A hundred percent. I have to con see, look, whenever I get a new client, I have to begin to look. And this is the thing where, you know, we met in the integral course and what I learned from there. And I'm constantly learning and reading books. And the thing that I got from there was 
See, when I get a client, I have to begin to start looking to see how they look. Now, I have to begin to look how they look and perceive the world. Now, once I do that, then I have to start practicing on myself. What are my limits? So when I'm coaching someone, I'm not bullshitting them. I've actually done it myself. It comes from a place of power. I understand the terrain. Look, if you're the world's best soccer coach, you know, I'm a diehard Liverpool fan, so I'd say Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> I he saw that. To... I saw that on oh, your I Instagram. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started on Liverpool. But anyways, we just won today. We beat Arsenal. But that's a side note. Congratulations. But, um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, see, the, the coach has to understand the field, the soccer pitch, or, or the basketball court, or the hockey ring. They have to understand how the court, the court is, the dynamics of it. And once they understand the dynamics, they can coach the player. Now, in the most part, the player's never better than the coach at the sport. So a lot of people that I coach in business, um, obviously they're better at their business than I am because I'm not running the business. Hmm. But what makes a coach effective is their ability to inspire that person to act. And I tell all my clients, everything, the, the best acknowledgement I could get from a client is, wow, I already knew that. And not but not know in a sense that I brought it out of them. You have all the answers inside you. My job as a coach is to just pull it out and remind you and give you the confidence. Because we all got it in us. You just got to pull it out. So let's do a hey pause and just take a look and sit with some of the things that Gavin has talked to us about. I myself am thinking about the idea around how knowing your limited belief is different than discovering your limited belief. I also really love the way he's described the stories that we tell ourselves and how those stories dictate who we are and how we are until you get to a point where you change that and there's something that needs to happen in order to change that. Continue to listen on as Gavin now shares a bit more specifics around the tools and strategies that he's incorporating in his own life and the stuff that he's trying to encourage his clients to consider as they start to rewrite different parts of their life. How did you know from going from the landmark course and even the work that yeah. you've done before and, and, the, and the travels yeah. and the training, how yeah. did you land on coaching as something that you wanted to bring to the world in terms of your skill and, and your strength? You know, brilliant question. Um, when I realized that everything arises in language and I became free, it's like I literally just wanted to give it away. Like, I literally, like, you know when you watch a good movie, you're like, oh, no, you got to go watch that movie. Or you watch a Netflix show, you're like, oh, you got to, you just want to share it. It's kind of like, when I had that insight and that breakthrough, the next step was wanting to share. And then I did some courses where I learned, you know, I, I, I practiced being a coach, and people just came up to me, and, and, you know, I used to be in real estate because of my breakthroughs that I had at Landmark and other things. I was able to grow my business to six figures, but realtors would come to me and I'd start coaching them and I'd start, I just, it just kind of organically grew. Mm. And then, and then I took a lot of courses, but I, and I read a lot and I'm still doing it. it. It's not a, it's not a thing. There's nowhere to arrive in coaching. It's ongoing mastery. There's nowhere to get it is all there is to create. So I wanted to just give it to everyone. I want people to like, get like, if you're around me, you, you, and the people that I coach, I tell them, what makes a coach really effective is how they listen. If, when you're around me, I only listen to you as someone that's uh, extraordinary and that can do anything. I grant you my listening. That, and then you become that because I because when you talk to me, you 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 
that's how I listen. Hmm. And and it's it's just it's just like I said, I swear to God, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I, one time I went and gave a presentation. This is before my aha moment, everything language. One time I went and gave a presentation in college. And by the way, I got kicked out of college for bad grades because I was in <laughs> my story of stupid. Um, <laughs> I give a presentation in college. I go to the front of the room and I, no joke, I start saying random words like NASA, space, cat, moon. And the professor looks at me, he's like, Gavin, go sit down. Fast forward five years, I'm leading a seminar to 150 people about leadership and confidence communication. Hmm. How did that happen? I redefined who I was and then started taking actions inside of that new story or new way of being or new state, whatever you want to call it. And now, and, did I screw up a lot? Did I get nervous? Yeah, but you got to be okay with that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's interesting is that you must find um, with the with clients or friends or family in conversations about how many uh, how how deep it is in terms of the layers and layers upon living it. So you have this sort of awakening or you have this concept or this idea that's come now like, okay, I'm not stupid. And then you start doing stuff. But then there's also like, you got to be okay to make mistakes. You've got to be okay to put yourself out there. So do you find when you're working with clients, um, do they have the awakening moment? And and if they do, where else do you see maybe some, uh, some continued work or dissonance for them that you've been able to help them with? Definitely, they have the awakening moments. Um, it, the thing with like clients and people that you know in coaching is the person has to be willing to want to be coached, hmm. right? So you don't you got to set up an environment and a foundation. I can say I always tell my clients a coach is only as good as his player. You guys make me look. I just rat yammer and say things, and then if you <laughs> listen to what I say and you do it, you cause the break. Yeah, but you have to be willing to want to do it. Otherwise, I'm just giving advice, mm. and people don't like advice. And if they're willing to do it and they're willing to look, and you're really willing, you will have a breakthrough, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I love about <laughs> what you just said yeah. around the advice piece. So, my my entire career is is in human resources, and oftentimes it'll come about. Well, what do you do? Even my kids will say, "Well, Mama, what do you actually do?" And I said, "Well, I give advice and guidance." And they're like, well, on, on what? I'm like, well, on stuff about HR. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And I'll say, well, yeah. and so I, I've sort of realized that, well, it's on, on like literally how to be human in the workplace. And then, yeah. and then I have a lot of times managers will say like, well, I'm not in HR. And I'll always say, well, you're human and you're working in a workplace. So no, you are HR. But yeah. the, the, point, the point being when you talked about the advice piece, that I just want to say I love because there's the... Um, you know, they say that that saying those that can't do teach. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of see advice being the same way, <laughs> or at least how it's how it's received. So I love how yeah. you sort of did a 180 on that, where it's yeah. it's well, I, I can just talk and talk and talk. But until the, the person who's receiving does whatever yeah. they feel they need to, it, it doesn't really go anywhere. No, a human being is wired to don't tell me what to fucking do. Like, that, that's how we're wired. Don't tell me, right? We're just wired that way. Yeah. Don't tell you, screw you, don't tell me. It's not good. It's not bad. This is the part where there's just something to be responsible for being human. Because when you can be responsible for your humanity, you can then create, mm. right? So you got to get your, you, you, you want to live a powerful life. You have to get your design. 
And 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 one of my coaches told me like you're you're like and it was so powerful. It's like you're an asshole. Get you're an asshole. You're the biggest asshole in the room. Like now you have to be careful. You have to create that in a way that empowers you. Mm. Not like you're an asshole, like it's bad, but like be responsible for you know where you cheat, where you lie, where you do all that stuff. Because then once you can be responsible for it, you have the chance of not do it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, calling it. yourself yeah. out on your own shit, right? But You have to. <laughs> yeah. If you want to live a powerful life. Yeah. Like, where can I be better? Where can I be better? Where can... But it has to empower you. Not that we beat ourselves up too much. That's the other aspect, right? It's a, it's a bit of an art. Because I, I tell my clients, half the things you say to yourself, you would not say to another human being. Stop being so hard on yourself. So if you're going to create, I'm an asshole, or how can I get better, create it from a place of power to motivate you to get better. Not mm-hmm. like it's the truth, but a place to look from to give you power. Yeah, what an interesting technique or idea. Again, I love it because I think it's, you know, it's so easy to fa- for us to fall on the negative. Like if somebody was to yeah. say, well, you're an asshole right away, your mind, I mean, I'm sure even our listeners yeah. are kind of like, hey, that doesn't sound good. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you look at it as as a sense of, kind of like the looking in the mirror and just owning and loving who you are and then totally. seeing what you want to do with that. Um, you know, I've got ex- one, one of my, 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 he's my first cousin. He's, um, he's such an interesting individual and extremely uh, intelligent and articulate. And he can be a bit of an ass, but he knows that about yeah. himself. You know, he, he, yeah, know, yeah. he knows that he owns it. And so what yeah. I love, what I love about that is that then, although that might be sort of how, how people initially see him, all of a sudden, there's this endearing, beautiful quality about him, which he also, I think he's sort of, like you said, it's an art. He's found, he's found the balance. He knows who he is. He knows the way he is. But he's also, he's also a doctor, by the way. So then, you know, in terms of bedside manner, he's found the yeah. art in terms of like, I'm going to be delivering some bad news to a patient. How am I going to do that? Knowing that my go-to is tends to be a bit of an ass. Um, yeah, he's being responsible for his, for that. It's powerful. Yeah, you know, that's the other thing I was going to say. I love that you said the word responsible, and it made me think about accountable. And, you know, so many times we talk about, you know, a thing, other things doing things to us. Um, and I saw one of your videos um, around, uh, I think it was Marcus Aurelius. You were, you were quoting yeah. uh, one of his quotes. And I loved the idea of how you, you broke that quote down, talking about the external and almost mm-hmm. like, kind of like victim mode, like assumption that that's, you know, that outside is, is doing this to me versus if you, if you're just accountable and own that I do everything to myself um, and then figure out what you're going to do, it, it, it's empowering. Like you said, it's like, you know, and, and it's, it's almost liberating as opposed to just sitting there. And, yeah. Hmm. You know, I tell my clients, like, look, having power when, when life is good, that's easy. That's easy a lot of money that's easy real power is when life is shit that's when you have real power that's when you want power so you can get out of your current circumstance Mm. when things aren't going well that's when you want to give yourself power so you can get out of it yeah now when things aren't going on in air quotes well as i'm saying you want to create look i always give an example very simple example two people lose their job one person has self-pity why is this happening to me poor me oh my god life sucks nothing goes my way Right, that's their story. Now they're gonna take actions consistent with that story. The other person, oh wow, okay, I got fired. Okay, this sucks, but you know what? This is a new chapter in my life. I'm gonna look for a new adventure. Okay, cool. What's out there? The person takes action consistent in that context. Which context has more power? Now you you have the choice. Now that doesn't mean you can't be sad, upset, frustrated. It doesn't mean any of that. 
I tell my clients, if you want to be sad, upset, frustrated, put a timer on. Put a timer <laughs> on for five minutes and be angry and frustrated. And once the timer's off, get over yourself and go great life. Oh, I like that. I love that. I was going to ask you, yeah. so can you, can you, do you want to talk about a few more strategies? But I think that one is, 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 is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and if you're sad, put on some sad music. It's okay, but just don't dwell in it. Move on in life. Hmm. So can I ask, Gavin, when it comes to, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, um, internal what's going on and choice and empowerment and accountability. And then, you know, the work that you're doing, you know, as a human for yourself and then um, for your clients. When you, how are you measuring impact in terms of how, how you're feeling, how you're doing as the coach and, um, you know, what insights would, would you like to share in terms of impact or, or that you think your clients are having on themselves or, or, or in the work that you, you do with them? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. So uh, I measure impact, like with my clients, we always want to, uh, set like specific measures, right? So yeah, you know, I'm coaching some realtors, so they want to make X amount of sales or, um, whether it's leadership coaching, they want to, like, I had someone that their communication wasn't effective. So then we're like, okay, well, let's label your communication from one to 10. Where would you say it is right now? They say three, and then by the end of the engagement, we want to get to seven or eight, right? Impact, you have to measure it somehow. Otherwise, you're just left feeling good. You're not in reality. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, I feel great. Okay, well, has your life changed? No, but I feel great. Okay, well, that doesn't matter. You got to go act, right? So, it's constantly setting a goal. Now, the thing about goals, I have a different outlook on goals. Like, let's say you have a goal, right? My focus is not necessarily achieving the goal. Obviously, you want to achieve the goal. But let's say you had a goal that, you know, for example, you, you're walking from Vancouver and you want to get to Florida. You're going to walk there. That's your goal. Mm-hmm. Not on the way you walk there, but you end up in Mexico. And Mexico's pretty dope. Beaches are awesome. It's warm. It's awesome. Now, you didn't achieve your goal to get to Florida. But you wouldn't have got to Mexico if you didn't have a goal to get somewhere. Yeah. So when we create goals, don't get attached to the outcome. Do your best, take actions, and play full out in life, and then let go. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I love so, that. You've, you've got me thinking about a conversation I had with somebody. Um, it was about my husband and I, and I was saying how he's, he's very goal oriented and I don't mean this in a negative way, like in a good way. And so he'll always be like, yeah. you know, like uh, I'm working on stuff for work. So he's like, okay, is the book done? And, and I'll sometimes go back to him and say, well, you know, hon, a lot of it's about the journey. And then he will kind of look at me and kind of roll his eyes. But I, but I love, I love what you're saying in terms of the perspective. Like, it, it, yeah. you know, is it all about perspective then at the end of the day? hundred percent. Mm. So you got, it's the one thing that you have absolute full control over. It's your perspective, your attitude, and how you view life. Hmm. You can't control things in the external world. You can't. You know, if you're in front of me right now, what I do with my clients, I throw Kleenex at you right now. I throw something at you. You can control that, but you can control how you perceive it after, your attitude. That's life. Yeah. Shit gets thrown at us. Yeah, no kidding. Too bad. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and if you threw a right? Kleenex at but, me, I think I would kind of put my hands up like, hey, you know, I, who knows what's on that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, maybe bad example right No, now. no, no, it's I a good would, example. I, I do not promote throwing Kleenexes. No. Just, <laughs> I get what you mean, on. though. Well, I get what yeah, you yeah, mean, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I love it. So I'm wondering um, when, when uh, you know, as you were sharing this idea around almost the stories that we tell ourselves or that are formed in, in our life, and you, you started with the idea of, for you, the story of being stupid, and you ended, um, well, not, not ended because we're, you know, but for this podcast, the idea around uh, rewriting that story and what that can do. And I love everything that you've shared thus far. 
I'm curious about any final thoughts and sort of key things that you'd love the audience to take away from when it comes to everything that you've shared today. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Let me just think. Um, key thoughts. I think the biggest one is like, there's nothing wrong with any of us. There, there really is not. Like, there's just your ability to create life, your ability to just notice and embrace your own humanity and then and then take actions from it right like there's no there's nothing to fix or 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 work on and i and that kind of that sounds contradictory right there's nothing to fix or work on well no there's not because then you start working on your own uh the part there is to be responsible there's just something to create and you literally can do anything you want if you put your mind to it and you take actions yeah and 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 then, and then the other thing is the biggest thing is the, the real power comes from your ability to perceive that things that come your way. Hmm. That is, you have complete power because no one can mess with you anymore. Yeah, I love it. And have fun in life. We, sometimes we're too significant about life. And look, we're staying on a planet going billions and billions and billions of miles per hour in this vast galaxy. Like, perspective is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so. and and that's in in all things, right? In terms of perspective, uh, there, there's hard stuff happening in the world, you know, at, you know, right now, uh, you know, yeah. as we think about Black Lives Matters and and civil yeah. rights movements and and a pandemic. Um, yeah. But I love what you're saying in terms of the perspective piece, right? And that uh, allowing that to to guide you and and knowing that yeah. it, that it's yours, no one can take that away from you. And that's how you get an impact. Look, if I feel. We feel bad and sorry. We're not. We're not in a high state. Oh, poor world. Poor this. Oh my God, we're screwed. Okay, we'll try taking action in that context, as opposed to okay, this, this, this. The world's not the way I want it to go. Okay, cool. What am I gonna do about it? Let's go act. It's yeah. a power. You want to get in a high state. Don't come from oh, this sucks. So that person should be doing this. And okay, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. How are you gonna act in the moment? Love it. You know, Gandhi said, "Be the change you want to see." Right. So. He did. He did indeed. Yeah. I want to give yeah. you a virtual hug. <laughs> yeah. Well, right back yeah. At you. yeah. I love the conversation and I thank you for being so cool with, with, with chatting and sharing your passion. I mean, just in, in your voice and as you speak, your energy almost exuded from the phone. So um, I want to thank you for, for, for all of it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, no, and, and you're most welcome. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Like I can only share this and it becomes more real for me when people listen. So thank you and thank you to your listeners for allowing me to, you know, ability to share my story. Because it's kind of funny. The more I share it, the more it becomes real and I get it back again. So yeah, I, I really it. appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>